Divine Shepherd Lutheran Church and School in Blackhawk, South Dakota, is happy to share God's Word preached for you by Pastor Randy Sturzenbecker. We pray that you will rejoice in Christ crucified and resurrected for you. The waters of baptism, the Lord's Supper, and the forgiveness of sins, all for you, from Jesus. The Old Testament reading is from Exodus chapter 17. All the congregation of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped at Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people grumbled against Moses and said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Pass on before the people, taking with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it, and the people will drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah, because of the quarreling of the people of Israel, and because they tested the Lord by saying, this is, is the Lord among us or not? This is the word of the Lord. Please follow along with me the catechetical review, the third petition. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does this mean? The good and gracious will of God is done even without our prayer. But we pray in this petition that it may be done among us also. How is God's will done? God's will is done when he breaks and hinders every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not God's name or let his kingdom come. And when he strengthens and keeps us firm in his word and faith until we die, this is his good and gracious will. The epistle reading is from Corinthian, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 20, chapters 9 and 10. Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete? but only one receives the prize, so run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable, so I do not run aimlessly, I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. I want you to know, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, 
and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. This is the word of our Lord. Please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. This is the Holy Gospel for Septuagisma from Matthew chapter 20. Praise to you, Lord. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, You go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went. Going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to you, I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please join me in speaking the words of our Christian faith, found in the words of the Nicene Creed. You find that on the back inside the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead. 
whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated. I would invite the uh, children to all come down front and join me this morning. Good morning. Oh, I got lots of you here this morning. So, you know, I just thought it'd be nice this morning. I wanted to start off with you guys this morning by giving you a gift. How does that sound? I want to give you a gift. All right. You ready? You're welcome. Hi guys, how are you doing this morning? There you go. There you go. Well, I gave you a gift. How's that? Wow, you guys are pretty pretty gracious this morning. You're pretty pretty good. I didn't expect this to go like this. So look at look at everything look at everything you guys have. Is it the same thing? No, no it's not. Yeah, it's all different, right? So let me ask you a question. Do you guys think that's fair? Okay. All right. Some of the things are the same, but some of them are different, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 so, well, why don't you, if you guys, I'm going to, let me, let me take that back from you, why don't you put that in the bag, I'm going to give you something else, okay, you can take with you this morning, so I'm going to give, take that, put that back in there, I'm going to give you, there you go, if you want to keep, keep that tangerine, you're welcome to do it, but I'll give you that, okay, all right. You can put that in there, and I'm going to give you that. All right? And you put that back in there, and I'll give that to you. Okay, there you go. There we go. Now, does everybody pretty much have the same gift? Now, probably should check with mom and dad to find out if you can have that actually right now, but that's okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, boy, I missed one. All right. Sorry about that. There you go. Everybody got one now? Yeah, we all have the same now. Right, we have the same, now we have the same gift. I want you guys to come over here with me for a minute, okay? Look over here. Let's stand around the baptismal font again. 
I know, that's right. Yeah, but we have the same gift, right? This is another place where we were given the same gift. Do you guys know what that was? What is it? That's the baptism. This is the baptismal font. And this is the water where he baptized us, right? We were baptized in Jesus in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, right? The same gift. We all receive the same gift in baptism. Now, it doesn't matter if we, if we were baptized as infants or if we were baptized as adults. Maybe some of your mom and moms and dads and those sorts of things. But we all receive the same gift. And that's the gift of forgiveness of sins and eternal life that he gave to us right here in the waters of baptism. All right? The same gift. We all receive the same thing. Isn't that wonderful? The gift of, of, of forgiveness of sins and eternal life. Why don't we pray? All right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father... We give you thanks that you have, we have all received the same gift from you, the gift of salvation and eternal life given to us in the waters of our baptism. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, you guys can go sit. Thank you very much for coming up here this morning. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, we have some pretty gracious kids in here this morning that were uh, very gracious about the various gifts that they received when I was doing that little lesson with them. So thanks be to God for that. You know, uh, as I have been, I have served as your vicar here the last couple years. Joni and I have been members of... uh, Divine Shepherd here now for, I think it's going on four years, it will be this coming November. And we have had the honor and privilege of coming in and over these last few years getting to know many of you so much more. And what a joy that has, that has really been for, for us. And um, since I, you have gotten to know me more and I have gotten to know you, I know more about you and your lives and those kind of things. I know what many of you do for work. I know the, the sort of jobs and the vocations that you have. And I, and I, and I know that how, many, how hard so many of you work. There are many parents in here this morning who many of you both uh, work outside the home and provide for your families. And in that, in, in that doing that, you expect to be paid a fair wage. If you've been working at a job for several years, for example, and you're going to receive wages and compensation that reflects that, that, the time that you've been working on a job with a company and so on. You're not going to be paid the same thing um, that the new worker that comes in and joins your company and is just starting at the, at the bottom, they're not going to receive the same wage that you have. Well, there's really nothing wrong with this kind of thinking, right? Because this is the society, the capitalistic society we live in, and the way things are set up, we expect to be paid uh, accordingly for our work and honest day's wage and all of those things. It seems really pretty fair when you come right down to it. 
Well, Jesus tells this parable today that we heard in Matthew of this landowner who, who hires uh, some laborers to come in and work for him. And he tells them that he will pay them a fair wage. Now, throughout the day, he sends his foreman out uh, and continues to hire uh, more laborers to come into, the, into, the, into his vineyard and work. And, he, and again, this happens throughout the day, and, and uh, what we would consider the four or five o'clock hour in the day, in the work day, towards the end of the day, he continues to hire more laborers to come in and work, and come into work until evening. Now, when it comes time for, for payday, for everyone to be paid, everyone receives the same wage no matter how many hours they toiled. Now, when you and I look at this, on the outset, we think, well, this is like socialism in action because everybody is working and they're all on the same level and it doesn't matter what they do, how many hours they're putting in, they're all earning the same, same wage. And we would certainly remark that maybe this, in some way, is unfair because it's not fair for someone who puts in so much time and sweat equity that that person should not be paid the same wage of the one who had labored and toiled all day in the hot sun. Dear Christians, our sinful nature sometimes wants us to be the center of attention. We want to be recognized. After all, if I did more, I should receive more. I should get what's coming to me, we might say. And in that, we can grumble and complain. Now look at the Old Testament reading for today. Here we have the Israelites who were brought out of bondage and slavery. They, were, they passed through the Red Sea. Because if they hadn't have done that, they would have been completely annihilated by the Egyptian army. But God delivered them from their enemies delivered them from the bondage of slavery and crossed, brought them through the Red Sea safely. Not one soul perished. And yet we find them here now in the wilderness where they begin to thirst and they begin to grumble and complain. Because here they are and they're thinking that God has brought them out into this wilderness and they grumble to Moses and they say, you brought us out here uh, for us to die us and our children and all of our livestock, to die of thirst, they say. And they, they get so angry about it that they consider stoning Moses in all of this. God could have destroyed them right there, but he provided them what they needed. He provided them the water from the rock, the rock that was struck. Christ the rock was with them the entire time. Well, with ungrateful hearts, we may find ourselves from time to time groaning, complaining, whining to God. Things like when we don't get the recognition that we think we deserve. That in some way, because of that, He doesn't care about us. And we want better. Because what we have is not good enough. And we always want to feel in some way that we're getting, we've earned what, what, we, what we're getting. We don't want to be like that guy over there who doesn't work as hard as, as we do. 
we can even find ourselves thinking this way, it, it finds its way into the church where we may think this about our own brothers and sisters in Christ. That we in some way should be recognized more for the work that we do. That we have labored longer and harder and the spirit of envy wants it so that we are recognized and receive all sorts of accolades above everyone else. In our sinful nature, we think, why would we want to be considered equal with another? Well, this is a result of our fallen state. It's the sin that we struggle with. It's the old Adam that needs to be continually drowned every day. This is the sin of pride, of arrogance, self-promotion, me, myself, and I putting me above everyone else. What is so wonderful about the gospel and in the parables is that the Lord always shows us how his kingdom defies convention. All these preconceived notions that you and I may have regarding what we think is fair or what we think should be just, Christ takes it all and dumps it out right upside down every time. In our epistle reading today, Paul reminds the Corinthians here of God's sense of equality. For here he tells them that their ancestors were all under the cloud, all were baptized into Moses and the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual gift. This was Christ. Here he is, the rock who provided for them in the wilderness. He delivered them all. Young, old, rich, poor, they were all given the same grace. Is it not enough for you and I then that he brings us into his kingdom? Many of you in here this morning, I know, I know you were baptized as infants and you've been in the church all your life. You've been faithful to God's word and partaking of all of his gifts he has for you. On the other hand, there may be some of you sitting in here this morning who uh, came to the baptismal font later in your life. And in the kingdom of our Lord, in his sight, we are all equal. Why is this? It's because you and I have all received the same benefits. That Christ died on the cross for our sins. We've now been given the gift of salvation and eternal life. Delivered right there in the waters of our baptism. For us, dear saints, there is no distinction on the last day. For we know that if we have believed in Christ and we have trusted in him and all of his promises for us and we have been forgiven, we know that we will go to be with him, life everlasting. The same promise that he's made to all of us, everyone here this morning. Our works don't matter. It doesn't count. And what counts is the fact that God was gracious to you and to me and he called us by his Holy Spirit into his kingdom. The kingdom which has no end. And this is really more than fair when you think about it because what would be fair for us is that we really deserve death, hell, and eternal damnation because of our sins. But Christ freely and willingly gave himself on the cross lavishly bestows this same grace, this free gift, on everyone who believes. 
Are you joyful today that you are in his kingdom? Is it enough for you that you've been saved and have this sure hope and assurance of salvation and eternal life? Some in the, at the end of the parable here today, it says that they begrudged his generosity, that he would give the same to all of the workers. It reminds me of Jonah, the prophet Jonah, when he finally went to the Ninevites to preach. And in so doing, the, the response of the Ninevites, when they heard God's word preached to them, their immediate response was, from the king on down is that they took on sackcloth and ashes and they repented and they turned to God. Jonah got angry with God about it and he said this, I knew that you would do this. I knew that you were gracious and merciful and, full, and, and abounding in steadfast love, that you would, you would do this. Well, should we not rejoice in his generosity to anyone who comes to faith and comes into his kingdom, no matter when that's done by the work of the Holy Spirit? Be assured, dear saints, that it is enough that Christ has died for you, that he gave himself for you, that you are in his kingdom, and that that is what matters. For you have been saved by his grace through faith. This is not your own doing, and it is the work of God, so that no one may boast. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds. In Christ Jesus our Lord, amen.